here. Welcome to Tired Moms Talk. Welcome, welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of Tired Moms Moms Talk. Episode one, ready or not. Here I come. Here we come. Welcome, welcome. So... Who are we? Where are we here? We're going to get into some introductions shortly so you can get to know us. You know, but since this is the first episode, we want to make sure you understand what we're about. Um, And so we just want to make sure that we reach the right people. Um, Who are we? We are a group of regular, regular moms. Regular, um, regular. That are ready to have a chat about all things motherhood. Um, across the entire spectrum of motherhoods, from uncles to aunties and moms and dads. And we hope to reach you through this podcast. Um, and this is going to be a bi-weekly podcast for you all to enjoy. A podcast momcast. A podcast momcast. A momcast. Yeah. yeah. All things mom. <laughs> and maybe dads. Maybe dads. That's a strong maybe. 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 Strong maybe. Strong maybe. But definitely everything about moms. So, and the kids, right? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Is that why we're moms? I guess, I guess. right? <laughs> I think it's about us, like, coping with the kids, right? Yes. yes. This is, like, yes. our outlet. Our outlet, exactly. You know, for moms to not feel like they're crazy, because I definitely know that I feel like I'm crazy sometimes. And then when you speak to other moms, you realize, hey, I'm not alone. So, um, our podcast is to hopefully make moms out there feel like they're not alone. You are not alone. We are here with you. What's the third line? Though you're far away. I am here to stay. We are here to stay. We are for shizzle. For shizzle. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Okay? Right. So, so who are you and what, what are you about? Me. First. First. Damn. Got it. Cool. Well, you come up with the name. You're right. So, <laughs> I am Dawn. Mom of two beautiful girls, wife of one husband, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. One amazing husband. It's like, wow. No, he really is really good. He fixes things. He says nice things. He speaks really loud so that I can hear him at all times. <laughs> um, um, I am, again, like I said, mom of two, um, uh, one preteen and one... Four-year-old going on 30. Um, You know, just trying to make it out here in these hard suburban streets. I am a full-time mom, uh, work full-time in wealth management, and, you know... She got money, money. Don't tell you people that, Debbie, because next thing you know. Anyhow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so... Um, wanted to do this podcast because I felt like there were so many of us and so many moms that I know, not just the four of us, but so many of us that seemingly had the same struggles Mm -hmm. and needed an outlet to just express myself and just find some sort of camaraderie with other moms on this topic of being just 
constantly exhausted, be it physically, mentally, emotionally tired at all times. I just felt like it, it, this was a great opportunity to, to speak with like-minded women about uh, what we're all going through. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I hope to bring you laughs on a bi-weekly basis. She's funny, guys. She's I'm, funny. I'm, I gotta say, guys, I'm really, I'm really, I'm pretty fucking funny. So yeah. I agree. You know? She's funny. I like to laugh at her. She, yeah, see? <laughs> and with me. And with yeah, me. And with you. And you know? You. So yeah, so that's what I'm here for. So buckle up. It's gonna be a ride. You're in for it. You're in for it. I am Jaina, aka Daria. Daria. And you guys, when you see a picture of us, you'll understand why. <laughs> and, and when you hear her voice over a period of time, you will also understand why. Um, Dana, mother of one, little sweet angel baby who's about to turn two, but she thinks she's a grown up as well. I am a wife. Um, of five years, but we've been together for 16. One million years. High school sweethearts. Um, also a, a suburban mom, living the dream. Um, finance industry. And I agree with you. The reason, you know, when I was pregnant, a lot of my friends weren't. Mm. So there was it was hard to try to connect with people or even just have an outlet and figure out, you know, what's happening, what am I doing, so I turned to social media a lot, as many of us have, to figure out, you know, what people are going through, especially during COVID, and just have someone to connect to. So I feel like, you know, we would be a good outlet for other new moms or even just moms that are, you know, already have kids and want someone to connect to, want someone to make them laugh, get some experience, learn something new, whatever it may be. Um, and that's me. Are you anxious about anything? I'm always anxious. I'm I'm anxious on a daily basis. But this month of April, my soon-to-be two-year-old started daycare. Um, and she had been home with me for 17 months. She wow. was only either with me, her father, or her grandparents. So to send her to a semi-stranger, I sobbed. Oh. In the car that first day. Um, thank God my husband was with me. Um, I knew she was fine. You know, I wouldn't send her anywhere where she wouldn't be safe. But, like, you know, being home, especially during COVID, like, that was, like, my best friend. Like, we were home every single day together. We, I was homeschooling her. We were eating every single meal together, putting her to bed, bathing her. Every single thing that she experienced, we were there for. Um, and also, she's turning two on Saturday, the 17th. And that is Yay. like my baby is 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 not a baby anymore. She's growing up and she's talking and she'll always be <laughs> your baby. And she's also the leader of the cousin pack, even she though is. she's the, the youngest. youngest. Yes. Oh my! Well, oh, she's an Aries. I mean, what do you expect? She's yes. such a leader. Right? <laughs> That's right, Aries. They all follow through. her around. Yes, it's they the sure do. She, yeah, she's a strong little girl. She doesn't look or act like she's two. Um, but that's my baby, my firstborn. So, you know, just going through all these firsts and they're happening so fast, I feel like I'm trying to catch up and make sure I'm doing everything right. But, you know. First, that means there's more? 
Nah, not right now. Okay. Come the man. Do the singing. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> All right, we can try next episode. We can try next episode. Be prepared for the pressure. I know. So my name is Riss. Well, Marissa, aka Riss. Sasa, they just call she Sasa. Auntie Sasa. I do have really cute nicknames. Or pizza. Auntie Sasa. Auntie Sasa. That's how we'd like for all of our listeners to refer to her. So fun fact: my contagious cousin sitting across from me. Her daughter. Her, her daughter could not say my name, and I had shared with her previously that an ex-boyfriend used to call me Sasa. And oh. she was enamored with that name. And then one day I went over to her house and Ella was like, Hi, Auntie Sasa. And it's, I was like, wow, stuck. you're so contagious. Now yeah. I'm Auntie Sasa to all the kids and I love it. Yep. And pizza. Sasa and pizza. And Thank I, you, Marcus. If those kids ever call me anything else, I will be very upset. <laughs> Needless to say, so I am Marissa, a.k.a. Riss, a.k.a. Sasa, a.k.a. Pizza. Um, I Wait, am- and she's also an A.k.a. That's um, so yeah, all of those things, right? I, I'm surprised you don't throw my line name in there too. Um, like, damn, I'm like I'm like the alphabet. Um, and so yeah, I I am single, holla for a dollar, um, for the moment. I, I am the mom of the most amazing little girl in the entire world. Um, she's so amazing. I love her so much. Um, I see so much in myself in her, and it's great watching her grow. And just like all the other moms here, you, like you just don't know if you're doing things right. So this is a really good outlet, and you just—I feel like I didn't really have it before. So we're trying to give it all to you. Um, I'm super into my career. Uh, I'm an attorney by trade, doing a bunch of different kinds of work right now, transitioning to different careers. This one included. Um, and so that's a lot about me. Um, I'm fun. I like to laugh. I have tons of friends. Um, Fun fact, we're all related at this table, if you didn't realize before. Um, So there's that. Um, Something about me that was anxious. Oh, gosh. Um, My daughter has a best friend. And they took a long time to become best friends. Hmm. And now that best friend is moving to Jersey. And I had a complete meltdown. Like, complete, complete snot, crying, tears, (laughs) shaking meltdown. Because I could not stand the thought of her... Losing this new best friend after, and you know, she's been in this school since she's been four months old. So she's the only, you know, this is the only school that she knows. And so that kind of brought on anxiety about it's time to move her anyway. Should I just move her now since the friend is leaving? And, yeah. you know, it really it really shook me to my core. Like, well, in a way that I didn't Jersey accept. Is she moving? She's not, I, I don't know, but we've already agreed that we're going to have play dates. But Absolutely. the idea of her, like, going to yeah. school every day and she not being, being there, there is yeah. upsetting. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably more her than me. But then the other thing is, you know, I'm thinking about just moving her at one t- one time since this is happening, and then like a new school, introducing her to a new school right. where she's been in this one place since she's been four months old. It's very scary, you know. Absolutely. Um, and nothing scares me like decisions in motherhood. So mm-hmm. yeah, and so that makes me anxious and tired. So facts. What's up with you, veteran mother? Well, well, well. Mad kids. Old veterans. Tell them you. With my 5011 kids, I am definitely a mom, right? I have the stripes for it, the years, and the, I don't know, tons of stories to tell. But I am married, not in a traditional sense. My name is Tanisha, right? I don't know if I have... I think so. I think it's Tanisha. Welcome. Right? Hi. Right? (laughs) 
You know, that's what happens when you have 50, 11 kids. But anyway, um, I am married, um, not traditionally. Well, I am married traditionally. Are you? Sure. Uh, Is this you want to tell us? I am married traditionally, (laughs) but not in a traditional sense, right? My family isn't traditional, let's say that. So I don't have a traditional family. I am a, um, a partner and we have a blended family. So if for those who don't understand that or don't know what that means, my husband had two children. I had two children. We came together like the Brady Bunch. And now we have one child together. My right? Shot, my shot, my shot. <laughs> yes. And um, so we have adult children out of this group. My Our first four are all in their 20s. All gra- one graduate... Well, two graduated from college. One is graduating this year, and we still have one who is, you know, figuring it out as he goes along the way. But, you know, but, and then we have a 10-year-old, I think that's what she is. I think she's 10. (laughs) She's 10. Here's the birthing. She's 10. (laughs) And, you know, she feels like she is the boss of the family. But, yeah, she's 10. And I don't know. Other than that, I'm not a suburban mom. I am from Brooklyn, Ooh, raised BK in Brooklyn, okay. born in Brooklyn, live in Brooklyn, BK all okay. day. The house. Her pearls. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's the herbs versus the burbs. Yes. Yes. I like that. The herbs versus the burbs. Because we are from Brooklyn and we spread love. The Brooklyn way. That's right, guys. Well, I'm from Brooklyn, too. I just live there now, but whatever. <laughs> um... My field of profession is education, and um, I'm currently a student. Um, a t- you know, I think I'm working towards a, a second master's. Yeah, I think that's what I'm doing. Um, Shout out to you, black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah baby. We're black, too, by the way. All the oh, yeah, hey, guys, we're black. We're yeah. Black. <laughs> and we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> but tired. Um, what else is there? My anxiousness for this past week. Um, I just... We were on vacation. Yes, I went on vacation during COVID. Don't judge. Um, and I took my daughter on vacation. We were in a whole beautiful island where it was hot sun. And guess mm. what I was doing while I was there, guys? Guess, guess. I was working on a project. <laughs> the never-ending project. So guess what? I had mommy guilt. I had wife guilt. I had all sorts of guilt. But yeah. that's why we have this podcast so any other mom who's having mom guilt and wife guilt or even girlfriend guilt or baby mama guilt i don't know right um you know you know that you're not alone you know you're not alone i think we skipped dawn yeah because she didn't share her anxious yeah don't don't withhold you know she's trying to hold back what is my anxious thought um are we ready to go a little dark here girls Go, yeah, go. Always going dark. I uh, know it's your brother. Uh, by the way, Dana's brother, Dana's brother, Dana's husband <laughs> is my brother. Like, Marissa, we're all family here, but Dana's Dana's husband is my brother, and he 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 ears on the side of. Is it ear? Yeah. I'm about to cut this off. Yeah. Uh-uh. He ears <laughs> the side of darkness at all times. And all sometimes, the time. all times. It, it, it can bleed what into your brain. Me? And so he's a Libra. Oh, that's yeah. crystal dark. Yeah, they're super dark. 
Really? They're super dark, yeah. Mm. They, they're, they're, I just um, thought they're very, like, calm. Well they're balanced. They are. But with that balance come with, uh, they, they can delve into darkness. Trust me, we watched some pretty scary yeah. kind of holiday movies on his account. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not doing that. As a matter of fact, a good friend of mine that is also a Libra saw, uh, this is a total sidebar, guys, but uh, that recent uh, show that we just watched on Netflix, The Cecil Hotel, that was super oh my gosh. duper dark and I couldn't sleep, she was not affected by it at all. And I was like, oh, yeah, Libra, got dark. it. So, you know, not to get super dark, but the thing that I'm very anxious about this week and will be uh, for the weeks going forward is the... Um, the Dirk Chauvin uh, trial. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even I, watch it. I, I haven't watched it. I've never watched the George Floyd video to yeah. date. Same. However, you know, we we can't turn the new, turn on the news without learning some sort of tidbit about uh, uh, George Floyd's death or about the trial. And, you know, I'm just, I'm super anxious because, you know, I've lived through this in this country numerous times where... A police officer has been put on trial for the murder of a black man or for, you know, I mean, I was here. I I lived in this country during the Rodney King Mm -hmm. trial. And so I've lived through this many times before. And I just feel anxious for many reasons about the outcome of this particular trial, because I do think that I do think that this is going to be the end all be all for black people. Um, if he is not convicted, um, I do think that I have to have some hard discussions with both my husband and my kids about what it means to live in a country where it, it, it feels like the victim or, you know, the murdered is the one that's on trial. Right. Um, and there, there be the option that there may not be justice served really does not sit well with me at all. Um, and so that's why I really have not been paying attention to it, but there's no way to escape it. Mm-hmm. So I've been super duper anxious about it. I'm anxious for the men in my family. I'm anxious to just being black in America. So I think that's what I, has been on the back of my mind this week a lot. Um, so yeah, that's 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 pretty much what where my anxiety lies these days. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you went dark. Sorry, but, sorry, guys, sorry. <laughs> but it, it was—it's necessary to discuss and you know hear these things because I'm sure some of our listeners are experiencing the same darkness, right? So you know, moving on to other things that we would like to bless your ears with. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll kind of learn the flow of this podcast as we go forth. But you know, we're gonna be talking about all things mother, as we said, and and other things, including the culture, right? Yes. We are products of, I would say, are we all the same generation here? Are we millennials? I'm a millennial. <laughs> so I think we're all millennials. Am mm-hmm. I? I don't know. We don't oh, know, right? Think, we don't know. You might be Gen X. I think I'm Gen X. I'm on the cusp. So I'm a millennial. We're millennials. You're millennials. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then what are my kids? They're, what are they? It's subliminals. I don't know. We'll be- what? <laughs> she said subliminals. <laughs> Got it. Send us Gen Z, Gen, Gen Z. No, Ella's Gen Z. They're Gen. Are they millennial millennials? And maybe we're like on the cusp. Maybe they're. I think wild. I'm on the cusp. Eighty one might be like the very end, oh, or the wow. very beginning of the millennials. Oh no, you're a millennial. You're a millennial. What? Yeah. You're a millennial. Because so, every time I see them talk about millennials, I go, oh, it's millennials. So it's me. Yeah. No, you're a millennial. You're the problem. 
Damn. You're the problem. <laughs> Damn. Damn, right? Yeah. All right, well, whatever. So, yeah, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the culture. A lot of these things that go on in the culture, they have to do with, like, moms or we're going to, you're going to hear some very interesting stretches to tie this to, like, momhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all things that are mom. I think, um, I think our, we have, we have, Daria has important information to share. So what, what are we? Are we? So it says from 1980 to 1994, we are millennials or Gen Y or Gen Next. So three? So 1980? 80 to 94 is millennials, yeah, we're millennials. Gen Y. Really? But then yeah. there's an overlap of 1975 to 85, which is Zennials. Zennials, yeah, yeah. Zennials. So wait, 19 what? I'm millennial. So then I'm a millennial. Right? I think. Yes. But I'm a and a millennial. I'm mixed. I'm biracial. I'm biracial. You're biracial. <laughs> no, not biracial. She's bi. bi I'm, bi- bi- I'm biannual. Biannual. Wow. Wow. There Whatever that means. Look yeah. at me. You're bi nation. Generation. Wow. Oh my gosh. This is going from bad to worse. Yeah. So either way, <laughs> we are a lot of things. And so the whole point of that was to say we are spread across different generations and we have different thoughts and feelings about things. TikTok versus Facebook, Facebook versus MySpace, all that jazz, right? I, I took it way back. Ooh, MySpace. Back. MySpace versus Black Planet. Oh, oh, oh. Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> took it there. Dial up AOL chat, buddy. Oh, oh my God. Ayo. To pager. Right. Sidekicks. Ayo. Beepers. Beepers. You were not cool if somebody did not yell on your phone out loud as you were walking down the street. Absolutely not. 100%. Beep, beep. That noise was so annoying. But anyway, so that's the point we're trying to make that we think the culture is relevant for all of us across all different generations. So we're going to talk to you guys about some things that are in the culture. Some of it's going to be ridiculous tabloid stuff. Some Mm -hmm. of it's going to be helpful information. Like the first topic is tax credits. It's just going to be a very quick statement. Uh, for those of you that are annoyed by the news, because sometimes it all gets to be too much, you know, uh, the president, our president, Joe Biden, signed into law about a one-point-trillion-dollar American Rescue Plan Act, which is supposed to be helpful for giving some resources that were kind of taken from the community during COVID. Um, and that's how y'all got your STEMI money. Yeah. Right? STEMI. Mm. All of y'all, I, I think yeah, probably STEMI money is probably done, but yeah, um, I stimulated myself. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where the STEMIs came from. But what you should know is a part of the STEMI plan or a part of the budget that included the STEMI is 1.9. I'm not saying billion, I'm saying trillion, and I'm also going to say I hope for y'all that were getting good STEMIs and y'all that were getting the bad STEMIs, I hope you do what you could do. So um, part of that act includes this new child credit tax act, right? And mm-hmm. so this tax act is supposed to give tax better tax breaks to parents, right? So under the Trump administration, you know, we've always had tax child credits, but under the Trump administration, they really significantly reduced the amount of credits you received. And so what this um, act has done um, is it has increased the amount you can get for child credit up to $3,000. I don't know what it was before, but that's significantly higher. Um, and in addition to that, you know, it, there are some parameters that you should research. And, and when we do release this podcast, we will be so nice and so gracious as to 
include links with you so you can see where you can find this information. Um, and you know, part of it is that you, if you make $75,000 as a single or $150,000 as a couple, you're included, you, you can get, you're eligible to apply and receive this $3,000 credit. Um, the great thing about this is even if you do not qualify for that, it's not that you just don't get anything. For any, I think for every $1,000 over the minim, the maximum, they reduce the amount of credit that you can receive. And I think at the minimum, you can get $2,000. So talk to your tax people. The tax deadline has been extended to May 17th. So. Um, and so talk to your tax people and make sure that you get whatever credits are necessary for you. Um, there's, there's something in here for everybody. Oh, another great thing is kids that were... Younger than 17 or 17 and younger were not allowed to be claimed. But now if your kid is 18, because it's one, COVID, and two, more millennials and Zanellians, they're living with their parents longer, mm -hmm. um, they are also eligible for getting this. So kids that are 18 for the first time in a long time, they can get this tax credit. So go look at your resources. We'll send you guys some links so that you can see exactly what they're talking about. Um, connected to that is loan forgiveness. Um, the president also has, you know, there's been a lot of pressure because there's some really cute memes on Instagram. Like, we know what you said when you were standing by the stage in your white socks and your gray tie, you said, <laughs> you said we was going to get this thing. I don't know if we're getting the thing, but they're still trying to act like we're getting the thing. So what's also happening here is we, they're currently, you know, there was kind of talk about including up to $50 million in loan forgiveness in the current budget. Um, that didn't happen, right? There was a lot of questions. The Biden administration wasn't really sure whether or not they had the ability to go ahead and just kind of write off $50 billion worth of loans, loan forgiveness um, for, you know, that's, that's the thing our generation needs, right? We're educated, but we're under the gun with all these loans. Right. Um, and so there was a pressure, and I do appreciate all the legis the um, policy drafters and, and everyone that's keeping their pressure, their foot on the administration's neck to try to see how far this can go. They've still been working on that. Um, and so it's not happening yet. What happened is they pulled this out of the budget, and the president is trying to determine whether or not he can actually turn this over by executive action. Like, can he execute an executive action to um, get to apply this forgiveness. So it's going to, I think it's already up at the Supreme Court level. You know, we really need this, Mr. We Biden, do, if Mr. you need President, it. We need it. You know, we did, we did the work. We were educated. Yes. We came from far. We're raising kids. And we need this forgiveness, right? We, we want to be wealthy. We want to be generationally strong as well. So like and maybe move to the burbs like these like mm -hmm. these burbs. or by or like not <laughs> just have more money <laughs> but so, no just to get us out you can't yeah. like to start off in the negatives like it's it's no benefit especially to the black community like yeah. veteran's son was one of those lucky uh, students that got his loans paid by uh, mm -hmm. I forget his name the wealthy businessman that paid yeah. off Morehouse's loans. And that's oh, like wow. the most amazing thing to leave school and not have to worry about just taking a job. Right. You can take time. You could do what the world intended. So, you know, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Awesome. Um, all right. Okay. So, we really hate to have to talk about this on your first episode. We want to give you feelings of joy, escapism, support, confidence. But it would be a miscarriage of justice in music if we did not talk about Earl Simmons. X. Ugh. 
Yeah, oh, man. God. I don't know. I just feel like I have to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the comedy relief. Right? I'm about to get done. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, let's celebrate his life. Yeah. I mean, he, it, this is a huge, Absolutely. huge um, miss to our culture. But yeah. let's celebrate everything that he brought to the culture. So for those know? of you, for whatever reason, may not know, and you'd probably be under a rock if you didn't know, these kids, look at them. Um, DMX. Darkman X, X, Earl Simmons, the three people that lived in his body. The hip-hop prophet, whatever you want to call him. He's no longer with us. Um, personally, for me, I mean, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm sure everybody here has a person in music, you know, someone you can identify with, right? I'm sure all of you have had experiences in music, right? That yeah. somebody For me, unfortunately, it was Aaliyah, who was also makes this day... Heavy. Pretty sad, yeah, heavy. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking, like, I remember dances back in like high school, and a DMX song would come on, oh and God. I would be like one of the only females that would know like all his lyrics, yeah. And it was like, I don't know this man from anywhere, but just like the vibe he brought, the energy he brought, the, the rawness he brought, it was just so authentic, and you had to respect him. No mm-hmm. one sounded like him. Yeah. No one moved like him. No one, you know, he was just such a special individual, so it's just really heartbreaking um, for his loss. It just felt like he was real, right. you know? And he, if you weren't from the streets, which I don't believe any of us really are, you felt like you were from the streets listening to his music. Right. And now... You know, as I'm, you know, I'm an adult, and since I've heard the news of um, him being on life support, um, slipping just keeps playing in my head over and over yeah. again, and it means so much more now than it meant to me when I was, you know. It's almost like he predicted he forced absolutely, out of his death, yeah, you absolutely. know, like you know, the claim is, you know, that <clears throat> he had a heart attack that could potentially have been from an overdose of drugs, and in slipping, he was in the like getting resuscitated and the lyrics, you know, it's just very painful. And yeah. for me, I mean, I don't know who that, who was your person that you connected to? I love all music. I don't think that I have like any particular yeah. artist that I can say is my absolute fame, um, favorite. I mean, different parts of my journey and life, you know, obviously yeah. different artists resonated mm-hmm. with me differently. And I mean, so I don't know if I have a favorite. That makes sense. But I would say with DMX, um, what made him stand out from the rest was his spirituality for Absolutely. me. Yeah. You know, um, the way that he would open up a concert and he would open up a concert in a prayer, like yeah. in a rap prayer, even listening to his CDs, like he really hit home. And I, I can't even begin to imagine um, the struggles in which he had to you know, I'm deal with on a daily basis, but you know, I'm going to speak to his strength despite those struggles. Look at what he did. Look at who he became, the impact that he left on society, um, on hip hop culture. And you know, the rough riders, like, I don't know, like nothing like them, nothing like them. He's so gritty yet. He was so talented poetically the way he played with words, it yep. was just something that was so phenomenal. I don't think, like, nobody. Can't be reproduced. And it see, cannot. And he was my person. 
right? And I think you're right. I didn't think about it that way before. But music is a, definitely not something of the man. That is for sure. Because Bob Marley said one thing about music, when you hear it, you feel, feel no, no pain. pain. And that's true. Except for when it's a song tied to like a painful memory. Right. And for me, he really got me through a really trying time. Like coming from another country as a young child and like moving here and not having any friends and like not connecting with my family. Like he was a he was a voice in my head that distracted me from all of that and yeah. helped me stay the path. And, you know, I'm really happy, you know, I, I saw a lot of people talking crap, like the game, about, um, this is why I get What angry. did the game say? He what said, did he say? Uh, oh, him and some other ridiculous person that I don't like said, like, oh, you guys only want to give people their flowers oh when they're here. Oh, my God. I would like for you, sir, DMX got all of his flowers when he was here. I don't know who you've been talking to. I know that there are people that but are fake in the industry. I have a question. How was I... Supposed to give DMX his flowers when he was here. Me, the person, the fan. What was like? What, what was there that something that well, I was supposed right, to do? Because part of your flowers is supporting you and buying right. your records. And I feel like there's, you know, people in my generation or people that I went hmm. to college with. They definitely. I've never heard anybody speak negatively about DMX. Not in a way. Not even we've never turned his through. back. We never no. turned our backs never. on him. Like never. everybody loved him and like. I feel like he was the one of the first artists, and I think that's what drew me to him, that was very forthcoming about his struggles and trying yeah. to overcome mm-hmm. his struggles. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we loved him despite his struggles, and we appreciated that. And his music came from his struggles. And, you know, the only thing that gives me solace is um, I feel like I want to say to him, rest. Yeah. I know you're tired. Because yeah. I don't know much about addiction, but I imagine it has to be exhausting. Yeah. I know there's Fighting a point. for all those years. Absolutely. Yeah, you have to be tired. And so, yeah. you know, for that purpose, I'm, I'm, I feel relieved for him. But I want to say to everybody, like, he got his flowers. Like, yeah. he knew how people felt about him. Like, it was widespread. Nothing but love. You saw people going up to the hospital. How crazy is it that they play your prayer to you in a coma? Yeah. Right. Something that you did years before. Like, have no premonition, no idea that it would be you. And this is a hard time. And, you know, let's, 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 be, let's be honest here. Like, this might actually be the first time that he is at peace, you know? Really? If you know anything about his childhood and his story, and if you actually listen to the recent interview that he did with uh, Talib Kweli, um, Talib oh, was talking to him about, you know, how he entered the rap game and... I don't think that he expected it to go where it went. And, mm-hmm. and X just basically broke down talking about his his first exposure to drugs. Yeah. And that, you know, to think that he starts off by saying that he had been institutionalized from the age of seven, seven years old to 14. Insane. And then was immediately introduced to drugs. Not weed. Thereafter. Weed crack. laced with crack. Not cocaine. You know, right. Where, 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 when did he have this piece? Right? right? He had a tumultuous life. 36 years of drug use. 36 years of drug use. And it's funny, you brought up um, Bob Marley before, and that's always been my person. Oh, yeah. Always been my person. And, the, the again, he is somebody that always spoke of struggles. It may not necessarily have been his personal struggle, but when it came to the struggle of black people and black people in Jamaica and poor people in Jamaica... I, he's always been my person for that reason because mm-hmm. he was brave enough t- during a time when 
it was not easy to be a black man anywhere to speak on those struggles, right? And like DMX, gone too soon, yeah. right? The great ones always, always. leave us yeah. you know, and really this, early. And this is the only time in my life that I feel like someone wasn't gone too soon. Because even though I wish he was still here, I right. feel like he did what he was here to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a, a young man on Twitter that said he was able to heal his relationship with his father because he understood addiction through DMX being a fan. And like just looking at some of the things that celebrities were saying and, and just regular folks like us were saying on Twitter, it's like they called him God's prophet. They called him a prophet amongst men. They called him a prayer warrior, a yeah. light bringer, a lightsaber. For an someone, energy, a hype man. Yeah. I mean, he's like the official workout yeah. dude. Like you listen to his music, you're like super hype. For someone so much to, energy. For someone to be all of these light bearing things when yeah. they lived in darkness is just something to behold. Yeah. So you know, to the family of DMX and, and your whole tribe of kids that that's great that you were able to like procreate and like there's so many people to, to live out your legacy. We send our heartfelt condolences. condolences. Absolutely, yes. Um, you definitely live in the hearts of people and yeah. you will All never be forgotten forgotten. We love you. Um, you know, see your grandma. I know that was a big Oh yes. That was a he big loved part of your life. Like you lost her and she was everything. Say what's up to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Right? Please. Let Prince teach you how to wear purple because I don't <laughs> <think> you <laughs> like it. You know, Michael could teach you how to moonwalk. <laughs> I, I mean, heaven is, is they having a party right now. For and I real. wish I could see it, but still be here because I have a child. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> love and light. And yeah. I got through it without crying. And blessings. You know, you. to the family. I know, right? I you. thought I would have been a crying mess. Y'all, I cried all day today. So here's to you, X. Rest in peace, big dog. Your love. And that's why you have, like, you can't dislike him. Because Absolutely we not. knew of all his issues. We knew of all his problems. So it just made you respect him even more. And empathize with him. And the fact that he was able to still... Talk about God and his and his spirituality, and just be able to make the amazing music that he did. It just brought you even make you feel like that was your homie, and he was just yeah. Yeah, but I I also feel like let's be honest, like in the music industry, there's so many in the art, music, acting industry. There's so many people that struggle with drug addiction. Right. Absolutely, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and um, we. So I feel like it's like. I don't know. But if, let's be honest. Like let's we're be honest. Putting, there are like, a lot of people in our on that. in our regular lives that struggle with addiction, right? right? Like and it's, have it's no it's common. It's just that you know there's a microscope on his life. Plus, it's the fame, the drugs, and the yeah. money. Like you yeah. have unlimited resources. You have yeah. people to get it to you, and it's kind of like that's a really lethal combination. Like but, having the money to buy as much drugs as. Not saying that that's what happened here. Right. But having enough resources and people wanting to get next to you and giving you things that are your weakness, it just makes for a really lethal com- combination. I always say it's access. Yeah. Too much access. All right, so I'm going to get a little, Go ahead, a little call and racy ahead. here. Right? Ooh, racy. Spicy. Damn. Spicy. <laughs> like, do you feel like we demonize our artists? I mean, like our black artists more than our white artists. Like, if a white artist that was struggling with drugs, would that have even been a topic of I'm discussion? I'm not too sure I can say that he was demonized, right? Yeah. 
We've right. been he's been in the public eye now for a very long time, and there, there were chunks of time where we didn't see him. No, but then when you would see him, or when you would hear about him, he was being arrested. He was going to jail. There was a drug issue, but I do think that um, it's always a little bit more shocking when it's our people and addiction, while it is rampant in our community. Why? But right. it just it's just like not out a, of all of the trauma that we've experienced you would throughout. Ex- no, no, no. I don't think like, there's anything. I don't think that. I don't think that it speaks to anything about our experience. I think, though, that with white people... I'll give you the perfect example. You know, my daughter's into Marvel. Yeah. Very heavy. And she talks about Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. And whenever she says his name, all I could think of is... But he was a... He was a straight-up cokehead, mm-hmm. right? But but look at how we are able to completely forget Federate. about all of that now. And all we refer to him as Iron, Iron Man. Man. Nobody talks about his the struggle. period of, li- of his life where he was in and out of jail and when he was suffering from addiction, right? We get it out the mud. Right, Do yeah. I sound hip when I say that? <laughs> say what now? That's we, a hip? We That's a get thing? it out the mud. That's a thing? That means like... Daria, is that a thing? You, like, we should call one of the kids in here. I'm sure they can yeah. What's find the it. What's the mud? The mud is like, you come from, you, you come from nothing. Ooh. Oh, right. Right. Get it out the mud. So, in social media, I just saw someone make a really good post regarding this. Uh, DJ W. Dixon on Twitter says, this is Shout out to you. This is what's different about hip-hop. It's not just a musical genre. It's a community, mm-hmm. a family, a glue that helps black people withstand layers of systemic cruelty and disappointment. That's why I loved it when I first got in the game, mm-hmm. and that's why I love it now. R.I.P. DMX. Yeah. Real talk. And, and, yes. and the thing is, like, the Robert Downey Jr. is the Kate, Kate Moss was snorting cocaine on. on a front of a mat. So here's the thing. Because we get it out the mud, it's like survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. However you hang, you shrine, like my grandmother used to say. But they have different resources than we do. Yeah, houses, They have everybody. They have somebody to it cover it they up have and someone, clean it all the way up. You know, to like just make it all go yeah. away. And, yeah. and and as we have become more popular, maybe now we have more access to that. But it wasn't always the case, right? Uh-uh. And now you have social media on top mm-hmm. of it. Whereas before, like you'll see in, in the you know you you die and then you have a biopic and you find everything out. Now it's like. I can see it on the news. I can see it on TMZ. I can see it everywhere. It's pictures. It's all this stuff. Um, But, you know, I feel like we don't hide it. And I I appreciate that about us. You know? Because it's, I mean, it's a part of our culture. Boo! That's what we're going to do every time somebody's phone rings. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. And my mom is probably going to call, like, five more times. It's okay. She's a mom and this is Tide Mom's talk. Maybe she has something to say. (laughs) Maybe she has something to say. But, yeah. I told oh, you she's going to call five more times. <laughs> she is going to call five more times. I'm just going to send her a text so, message, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, again, we love you. And I just want to just take a second to just say how amazing you are. This man has had eight studio albums. It feels like more. Five compilation albums, one mixtape, two EPs, four singles, including 17 featured as an artist, 24 music videos. At let, the age of and 50. Let's, let's, let's get into his movies. But, yeah. But also, the, the, let's play his music so his this family. can be monetized for his family yes. and his kids. Let's support them. You know, we love his... We ever talk about how much we love him, but let's show that we love let's him. Let's show the love. Yeah. yeah. It's the Brooklyn way. And it's about to be and summer. Shout out to the It's Bronx. about to be summertime. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We blasting his DMX. Ooh, DMX is summer music for sure. Definitely. I've been blast all weekend. Is yeah. everything... 
DMX from Belly oh, to Romeo yes, Must we're Die. We're gonna be watching Belly, but um, be careful because I saw I saw Black Uptowns was sold out, and oh no, that means violence. So yes, be yes. careful in these streets. What yes. What does that mean? Black that Uptowns. Mean? Black no. Town. Only put me on like So when you wear Black Uptowns, that means. You bought you bought that life. It's about to go down. Well, I need to know more. What is the genesis? <laughs> I don't know of this? anything about this. What is my the genesis? My husband told me. My husband told me. My cousin. Wow. Okay. So yeah, like you know, when you wear only people that are like about to get into some some real business wear black. They up choose down. violence. Yeah. They, when yes. they wake up and choose violence, they put on their black ups. How yes. long has this been a thing? Oh, I got made fun of. I got made fun of in high school for like how them. you fight. You was in a uptowns. No, black you didn't know. Wanted some black sneakers. No, but think about uptowns. Period. As a sneaker, it doesn't matter what color it is. Yeah. That's not a sneaker that I'm gonna go to to say so that wait, I'm about wait, to wait, go wait, wait, rumble wait, in the wait, street. Wait, but it's the wait, black wait, ones. It's wait, the black wait, ones. Like not the white ones. Not the white ones. Wait, I need to know. So if I walk in the street. And I see a group of people with black uptown. Cross the street. I should turn around and go the other way? Yes. Boy. So as we kind of end off of, like, you know, the circle of life, you know, and talking about... Ready or about, not. Right, ready or not. And the transition of a great, you know, we're going to start talking about everything birthing. Yay! <laughs> birthing! So much fun. <laughs> and we thought that this was super... Super, super dope Appropriate. for our first yeah. episode because we're birthing this new podcast. We're talking about everything, mother, and why not talk about the journey, right? How it all started, how it all began. And so this part of our podcast will be definitely talking about our journeys into becoming mothers and what did that feel like? What did that look like? Mm. Um, what was our experiences like? Our baby moons, you know? Mm. You know, all that good stuff. If we even had a baby moon, mm. <laughs> oh. right? Um, and so if we even liked our husbands during or maybe <laughs> baby daddies when, because I definitely have a baby daddy. Um, <laughs> um, if we even liked them, you know, when we were pregnant. So... We're definitely going to get into that segment. But before we begin, disclaimer, right? Um, and this is for all of the moms who have kind of experienced some type of loss and had angel babies. And um, I've had an angel baby. And, um, you know, people that are trying to have a baby or people that's thinking about adoption, we just want you to know that you all are a part of the mom village and can benefit from this podcast and so just want to put that out there for you guys sending you love and um positive energy and just want to be intentional about you know opening up our space by acknowledging you guys so let's begin so Let's get into this mother thing, tired moms. Are you guys ready? We're ready. I'm We're ready. Tired. I'm tired. You tired? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Stitch, let's talk about it. Now, how many of you guys <laughs> planned <laughs> your pregnancy? And how many of you guys was like, oops. Pull and pray. <laughs> oops. I <laughs> what? definitely <laughs> planned my pregnancies. Okay. Oh, well, both of them. On the second one. I planned my pregnancies, and the I will say that the second pregnancy 
uh, definitely took more planning because I had her, you know, I had her at yeah. what age? I don't know, 34, 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that took more planning because that was more me trying to figure out my cycle and when is the best right. time to get pregnant and how, you know, how to get pregnant. Um, and we, well, you know, no, I know how, but wait, you know what she said when she found out she was pregnant? She's like, Oh my god, I'm pregnant. I was fucking wrong. Like, no, no, literally, no, I was fucking so wrong. Here's the thing I was fucking wrong, right? So, like, I was just fucking the fuck. And we were like, Yo, let's have a baby. And we just was fucking, but we didn't, we, you know, we weren't taking my age into consideration and that. We have to be more intentional, and I need to know when my okay, cycle is. Right, and I need to right. know when I'm ovulating, and I think that one thing that you know, <laughs> I, I've talked to some of you about is that Being a bad woman. I don't know anything about woman anything to do with what's going on inside of my body as a woman, <laughs> and I am Same not ashamed here. to say it. Same here. I, I think my ovaries are somewhere near my lungs. Somewhere. I don't know exactly what my uterus does. All I know is that I can get pregnant and have and a baby. And then we have fallopian tubes. Right? I don't where even know where the joints are. Don't know. Right? I know they can block. I know things happen. Right? And I know you like, can have a baby in it. You can have a baby fallop- in it and it gets crazy? stuck. Right. But I don't even, like, in my head, the way that looks, it looks like some sort of, Wild. like, you know, like, you know, the like the, I don't even want to. It's not that difficult, guys. It, are you listen, about to draw it? Dana's getting ready to draw it for me, and I'm going to frame it because Army I don't know mom. shit about what's going on inside my body. Every so, time I get my period, I'm surprised. Dead ass, I was just fucking to have a baby, and it took a whole year for my So we're going to talk about periods on another break. <laughs> I want you to know that and I want her to run the whole thing because I don't know nothing about it. But right? I definitely have some changes, and we've been talking about the changes yeah. that has been happening with our menstrual cycle. Absolutely. And I just want to know, am I alone? You are not alone. <laughs> my period is five minutes long. Anyway, what? five is and not, the color of asphalt. What are you yeah. talking about? It's, it's, it's not, like it's not, it's like a full seven days. Sweetheart, Sweetheart give you said we got bad eggs. We have old eggs. Give it, give it a couple years, honey. <laughs> You'll be like, I got my period today. Two days later, it's over. Yeah. I told her, I said, yeah, my period is short. She said, you should tell Lawrence because he don't believe me. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. Okay, so that's a whole other we'll topic. Talk, we won't even go into that. My husband's scared of my period, but anyway. <laughs> Um, you know, so I was fucking wrong. And so it took me a year to have Jade. Okay. With Ella, <laughs> you know, so just a little bit of a backstory. Wait, can I say something? Sure. So for those of you that might be trying to conceive wrong, I was today years old when I learned how you do it. Right. So mm-hmm. apparently I want to share the knowledge because it's fresh for me. 14 days. Yes. <laughs> 14 days, 14 days after you get your period, when you that's when you're at fun. peak fertility. Yes. So if you have sex, yes. 13, 14, 15, very high likely chance of pregnant. So boom, so, I didn't know that. So boom, my gynecologist, <laughs> who is phenomenal, <laughs> best in the world, Dana and I have the same gynecologist. Phenomenally. OBGYN. OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, we had been trying. I had no intentions of, you know, speaking to a gynecologist about me trying. But <laughs> when after a year, I was like, but does Shai next year come in? Yeah. So he was like, he explained that to me. And I dead ass went home. And planned it out. Planned it out and got pregnant right away. I was like, so I could have done this a year ago? Oh, you wasted a whole I wasted a whole year. year. I, I did like, it, though. I no, did it because you got a whole year. Oh, yeah, that good luck. Lawrence is shooting the club up. Right? Lawrence is shooting the club up. Yes. Blanks, 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 right? 
So with Ella, so backstory is I was diagnosed with a neuromuscular disorder called myasthenia gravis um, when I was about 25 years old, 26 years old. And I was advised by my neurologist to not wait to have kids, right? So I, I was married when I was 27 and we waited a whole year. And on a, the, the, the day of our anniversary, we got totally wasted oh, and we came sure. home. Well, here's the thing. That's we came home and we were like, you want to have a baby? <laughs> and he was like, okay. Great and family planning. Boom, bam, bam. Bam, bam, boom. Bam, bam, boom. Got pregnant right away. You know, I was thinking the other day about when I found out that you were pregnant. What? I was in college in Albany. I just won a basketball game. And my boyfriend at the time, your yeah. brother, oh, my waited. He had the biggest smile on his face. And I was like, okay, weird. We won, but it's not that serious. <laughs> he's like, he was like huh, guess what? And I was like, what? You look like, just like him. And he's pregnant. <laughs> But that's just so random. I was thinking about that the other day, and it yeah. was really sweet. It was, you know, it it, it happened so fast, and I was mm-hmm. I was, what are my kids? They're eight years apart, so it was eight years before me learning that. Oh shit! There's a whole process behind this shit, and that I got to do now. It just happening. I'm I'm super fertile, right? I'm fertile, fertile. I'm, I'm fertile, myrtle. So I was kind of like, oh, it's gonna happen. Here's the other thing. My mom. I'm one of four, and. Adrian, Dana's husband, my mom had him when she was 39 and the doctor basically said, lady, if you, uh, I'm going to say this real trendy for y'all. Lady, if you don't go on birth control, you will not stop getting pregnant. So it's either birth control or tie your tubes. And my mother had to tie her tubes because they said she would not stop getting pregnant. So, you know, I just always thought that it would be that easy for me. But, it Jade right. Jade took some time. Jade took okay. some time. She made you wait. I see why. She, you had preparation. Jesus Lord, they, they, they. she 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 was meant to be yes. right. She was meant to be when she was meant to be. My pregnancies were also very different. Okay. Um, How Ella, so? Ella came a month and a half early. Oh. Ella, I had Ella at thirty two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, and she was born three pounds, nine ounces, Mm -hmm. and she stayed in the NICU for three weeks, no issues, and I I think you've met her. Um, I believe so. She's, she's no preemie. Not at all. She's no preemie. That's a solid, Um, solid girl. You know what's, you know what's the strange thing about, about, um, that experience being pregnant and having that baby was everyone around me was worried, but I wasn't. Not even for a second was I worried about it. Were Ella. they worried because of the illness? Um, or what, what were they worried about? They were, you know, again, West Indian. You having this child. Right. She's a month and a half early. She's three pounds, nine ounces. They, what's any people don't know about keeping no baby and no NICU for no extended period My of time? My aunt was upset that we went to see an ultrasound. She didn't understand Absolutely. the My need. mother did not understand why I was going to do ultrasound. Why you need to know the sex? Leave the baby and see the baby when the baby child rest. You going to watch the baby? My mother didn't have no ultrasound when right. she was pregnant with right. us. So, you know, it just, it they, it was nerve-wracking for, for my family. But it just, I, I always had a sense of calm mm-hmm. when it came to that child. And any, all of you know, 
she was literally from the tip of my middle finger to the to the crease of my elbow. Oh, That's how long she was. She was the was. tiniest thing when she came home. Tiny. But my birth experience was fine. I mean, I I I was induced and no one <laughs> no one can prepare you for what it is to be induced as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And again, I know nothing. I, I, I wasn't big on like, let me read every single book about pregnancy. You didn't have the book? I Remember had the, the book. little pregnancy no, book? I still have it. I still have I it. Did, God, what is the name again, of that book? What to expect when, when you're expecting. What to expect when expecting. Yes. She came super early, so maybe I didn't get to the inducing chapter. No. When the doctor came in and said, we have to induce you, I said, oh, sh- go ahead. You oh know, I'm God. laying there. What are you waiting for? Go ahead. Wait, I'm ready for her to come. Get the party st- ready or not. Ex- ready or not. Except that what they don't tell you is how intense the pain was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when that first contracti- contraction hit, I stripped naked. Stripped butt ass naked. Now, I need to tell you that mm-hmm. in the room. You had this. Well, not until I was dilated enough to get the epidural, okay. right? So. I've stripped naked. My mother has left the hospital because they're they're saying that I'm going to be in the hospital for a few weeks. They're not, they don't want, they didn't want me to have the baby right away, but my temperature went up by a degree and they were like, that's a sign that an infection could be coming. We have to induce. So my mom was on her way back to Long Island and I'm in the village having this baby stripped naked. In the room is Lawrence, (laughs) my mother-in-law, Janelle, my best friend, Mm -hmm. um, who else is in the room? My sister, who has no children, and everyone is doing this. Annie, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to breathe, because if you don't breathe, you're gonna be in a lot of pain. Annie, come on, you're not breathing. I know you wanted to throw Fucking everybody out. Everybody. everybody. I feel your pain. Lawrence is staring at me wide-eyed. Cause he don't know what to do. Like, he didn't read the book either. He ain't read the book either. He didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> My mother-in-law is the only one who's sitting there. She's not even looking up at me, and she's like, "Stop talking to this girl. Leave this girl alone. <laughs> y'all don't know what y'all doing. Leave this girl alone." When I was pregnant, ABC. You know, she got it. She but understood. the rest of them are like, "Oh my god, you've got to breathe. You're like, you tell me you're not breathing, right? What are you doing?" It just felt insane and my mom isn't there right. you know so at one point i said to myself all right let me stand up the minute i put my feet down on the floor it felt like somebody was stabbing me oh. so you know some people say it's easy for them to stand yeah. when they're in labor right. it's just a much it feels gravity better. yeah for me it just felt like you know everything was bothering me my braids was touching my back it felt like it just was awful and then i had her at st vincent's which is not closed um, when it was time for me to uh, to receive the epidural, the the uh, the anesthesiologist weren't. I mean, okay, maybe that was my introduction to black and pregnant. Oh, black gosh. being a black woman and pregnant, Oof. but they Hold weren't very um, they weren't very comforting, and so that was a hell of an experience. Just oh, receiving I can speak the to that. How about being black, young, and pregnant? Yes, okay. that has to be worse. How about being black, young, and pregnant? young? Like how old? Like eighteen. Yeah, young. yeah. I could yeah. see that. That you 19. know, right. it's it's something that I think that we talk about now, and I don't think we talked about when I was pregnant. At least we didn't really talk about the the, the experience a black woman has 
with pregnancy and going to the hospital and and being in pain and being ignored. It's just, you know, I just thought that this is It was what, normal, yeah. It was normal. Now that my birth experiences between Jade and Ella are so completely different that now I can look back and be like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah. I could have died. Yeah. There yeah. are so many Damn. instances, shit, I could have died. They were ignoring me. They were like, why are you yelling? Why are you screaming? Why are you cursing? Why the fuck are you asking me that shit? You just gave me an epidural. Like, uh, not epidural. You just induced me. Right. Of course I'm screaming. I'm in pain. Why are you asking me that? You know, like, they were not comforting at all. And, you know, I didn't have an explanation as to why Ella came so early. Um, Until I met my current gynecologist eight years after I had Ella, who was able to identify everything that was going yeah. on. And because he's so incredible, he was able to say, oh, this was the reason why. That, my previous gynecologist was like, we don't know, we have no idea, there's nothing but we're we can do. we're just taking the baby. You know, we're yeah. just taking the baby, good, you had the baby, baby's healthy, go ahead, go. Which is insane because parent, uh, motherhood mortality is a huge deal. Oh, we're yeah. going to get you know? into that. Yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me let you introduce that second. Yeah, we That's are a huge definitely going to get into um, mortality, especially here in the United States for women, and then the alarming numbers for black women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, which is, like, completely crazy. But before we go dark, right? Yeah. <laughs> um... Anybody else want to share like their like oops or plans? Well, we know Army Wife had to definitely plan. Where were you planning? Army Wife? Really? False. <gasps> she I'm was... clutching my pearls. We wanted we wanted to wait until we got a house and got settled. Right. And it was a it was a nice sunny morning. And it was brother. It was actually. <laughs> So it was actually maybe three days before I had to go to Miami for a bachelorette weekend. <gasps> ah, damn. So I went to Miami, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, I might be pregnant. I shouldn't drink. But my best friend's sister's like, bitch, you're going to take this shot. And I'm like, all right, it's Miami. We're going to drink. Shot, shot. In both areas. And up and down. <laughs> but I'm feeling wow. fine this whole time. Wow. And it wasn't until I got back and went back to work, and I was like, feel nauseous and I almost feel nauseous out of the blue. Right. And I just randomly was like, I'm taking a pregnancy test. And I was pregnant. Look no planning. What did you feel? I always want to know what Dana feels because she doesn't emote. She so I'm always like, tell me, what did you feel? <laughs> what when did I found out? When you took the, did you cry? Were you ne- how'd you feel? So he wasn't home. I was, I was home alone or with my mother-in-law and I took it. And I just immediately went back into the room. Wait, you took a pregnancy test in the same house with my mother? Yeah, she didn't Brave know. Brave lady. I hid. I hid. Brave lady. And I took it. And it's like I knew I was pregnant, so it wasn't like a shock. Right. You um, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. It was weird. I, like, didn't have emotion. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is happening. And then he comes home. And I'm just laying in bed. And he's like, hey, what's up? What's up? Whatever. And I just kind of throw the pregnancy test at you him. You waited until he came home? He, he came home like, like within minutes. Oh, okay, because so I came I, home water shit. I just kind of threw the pregnancy test at him. You threw the pregnancy test. How romantic. Yeah, and I let him um, go through his emotional Emotions, roller coaster. Right. And it went from what like. What did he do? It was all in his face. So it was like, it was <laughs> like, imagine. it was like shock and excitement and then holy shit <laughs> and then more excitement. And then we kind of just hugged and... Aww. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we wanted it. We had been together at that point. A hundred years. Yeah, a hundred years, let's call it. 
So it, it wasn't a shock. Right. Um, we weren't physically prepared, but I mean, I guess you're never really prepared no, no. to have you're a baby. Mm-hmm. So we just have to figure it out. And I mean, I guess we did a good job. Mm. So go ahead yeah. tell us your story. Oh my Ooh. God. <laughs> I have a, a funny story. Yes, she does. <sighs> Dating my then boyfriend for some time, not like a whole long period of time. And I wasn't certain about the relationship. So I was like, "Eh, I'm breaking up with you. So I kept breaking up with him all the time. All the time. I didn't know that. All the time. Like, I remember when I saw Lynn with him and and Annie was like, Lynn said she saw you with your guy and you were glowing. You remember? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's so great. (laughs) Ah, He's tall. He looks like he's the darkest dark, which I love. I love. Like, oh, he's smart. (laughs) We kind of have an incestual relationship because he's an alpha. I'm an AKA. This is great. DMX wouldn't mind. You know, all of that, right? DMX wouldn't mind. You know. No. So I remember, so we went back and forth for a while and I remember like completely being done with the relationship and going to Thailand with mm-hmm. my girls, having mm-hmm. a great time, drinking. Mm-hmm. He hadn't hit me up. I didn't hit him up. I'm like, I have a whole new outlook on life. When I get back, I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. So I get back and <laughs> he, he was like waiting for me. We worked in the same building. Oh, I should have led with that. He was like waiting for me, oh, like outside. Right? <laughs> it was the craziest thing. Like nobody ever knew who was when I was pregnant. People didn't even really know who. The da- I was like, he working around downstairs on the next floor. Mm-hmm. Who's the baby daddy? Yeah, like eh. right. So it was crazy. And and I remember he had told his coworker one time that he was like having a baby, and the person worked in the building. And she's like, is it that light skinned girl that worked on the next floor? Oh, is that light skinned girl? And y'all know I hate to be referred to as light skin. I think I'm the darkest thing ever. Excuse me? In her Except mind. Except that she's light skin. Excuse me? I, this is going to be an ongoing conversation. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he was waiting for me and, he, you know, all the sweet nuttons. And so we went together. We had sex. Ooh. Moved it, away. You guys had sex? We had sex. Wow. The F U C K E D, right? He and he's all. He was always like he was very. He was always um, honest about wanting children. I wanted mm-hmm. children too, but I I didn't think necessarily that was the right place. So broke up with him again. Oh my god! I was like done. Right, mm-hmm. going out drinking, Mexican summertime. You you fuck the Mexican? No, no, <laughs> no. She oh, Mexican, she ate Mexican. Mexican. She ate Mexican oh, she food. I did not connect those ta- thoughts. Thank you for for, for oh, that's why we're friends because you can help me. I mean, oh, that's she's looking at me. She's like, she's like, she's like, but Mila don't look Mexican. <laughs> so I, I you know, I know her father. <laughs> I don't think he looked Mexican. This is also true. So yeah, I, I think you know, so. You know what my next step is, then Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. Marissa was not Mexican. When you are the single girl with a group of wives for friends, you have to tell them not to tell your husband things well, we three times them anyway. for them not to tell, and then they probably still will. You gotta be like, don't tell we Lawrence. Have to. I just hold my tongue sometimes. No, Tanisha's good. Tanisha's good. I just hold my. But tongue Annie, you have to be like, don't tell Lawrence. Don't tell Lawrence. To tell her, and then she does that look where her mouth is twisted to one side. I'm like, she's gonna tell her because I know my husband don't know how to hold water. Yeah, y'all, that's exactly why. Because he would. My husband holds water. Yeah, my husband don't. Hold Your husband water. holds an ocean. He holds an ocean. Your husband can hold water. Surprised 
as your husband um, don't even know what my husband is. will call her immediately yeah. hey i hear this shit what's going like on here was with a mexican fella and then in the summer and then he'll but say but you know this boy i didn't meet this boy 100 percent. and then he said and tanisha told me i'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> one like wonderful that. thank you tanisha you know right. so broke up with him again broke up with him again and i was just, i remember eating ordering a bunch of food and, and not like wanting it when it came right and i was like that's weird okay and then my friends like put me on a dating app i'm like you know what you guys are right i'm gonna go get all my stuff right now right now so i call him i'm like i'm coming to get my stuff this is over and i get upstairs and he was like before you take your stuff i have something there in the bathroom for you I was like, what? What? Packing my stuff? All I was actually calm. I was like, hmm. Thinking about all the hood rat things I'm going to do with my friends that summer. Because that's what you do in the summer. That's what you do. Hood rat mm-hmm. things with your friends. And I looked in the bathroom and it's a pregnancy test. I came out I was like, what? why did he have this? He was like, just take it. And he had like a smirk on his face. But how did he know? How did he know? No one he's has like, to know. He's like, no, but they'll, they'll, never they'll never know. <laughs> they're gonna know. They're gonna know. And he's how like, will how will they know? So he's like, I, he always says he knows people. He always says that to me. So I'm like, what? Pregnancy test? And he's like, he's playing a game. He's playing like video games. Mario, not Mario Brothers. Like Mario Kart? No, it's like a fighting show. A fighting. She said a fighting show. No, like the other one, the army. They be doing Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Call of Duty. Right. She goes fighting. I games. want you to know that she started, started with Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you should have seen the hand movement. I wish we were recording that. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So he's Call of Duty, and he he has not even taken his eyes off of me yet. He just he just looked up at me once. He's just like, go go something in the bathroom. So I come. I'm like, what the what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? He's mm. like, just take it. Is just take it because I think you're pregnant. And I'm like, you're bugging. I'm gonna do it. But I'm fine. having a hot girl summer. So right? I go yeah. inside. I remember What's exactly what I had on. I had on like a pencil skirt and like a blazer. Not a pencil cute. skirt, honey. I was Ow. ready. Stock workwear. I was ready. Ow. And I take a pregnancy test, and I literally didn't think I was pregnant. I go. I pack my bags, and like literally before I walk out the door, he goes, "Just, just look and see before you go. Look and see what it says." Still, he's playing his game. He's not even looking at me. I'm like, this guy, like, what is he his had deal? A dream. Mm-hmm. I looked at the he test. Fish. I looked at the test, and he probably did. And lo and behold, that shit said pregnant. And what did you do? I stood in the bathroom, and he went, <laughs> everything okay in there? Wow. And I'm like, I slowly, my life just froze. And I walked to the door. And I picked up my bag. And he said, you might as well just come sit down right here. I don't know where you're going. And I was like, gotcha, bitch. Wow. <laughs> he dropped me. He dropped me. Um, and I and sat down. I remember, you know when you just <laughs> drop your body down? Yeah. And my, your hands and your palms are like facing up. And I was just like, I can't believe this. He's like, oh, you're pregnant, right? You're pregnant. Oh, okay. You hungry? Oh. Mother. Well, and I was like, well, yeah, but you trapped you me. <laughs> I'm fucking starving. No, actually, I, I was like, taco. so but then, oh, a taco with I, some ketchup. So then I started thinking of all the things. I was like, shit, I was at the Mexican restaurant, and I, I, and then I don't think I have a memory after that. And I don't think he ever stopped playing his game. <laughs> he was just like, there's food in the fridge. We well, order something. Figure yourself out. But. Okay. He's to this day he's wow. never told me how he knows. He's always said to me he knows people. 
He's an opium man. Maybe he's an opium man. Listen, <laughs> next time you go to his house, check his closet. See if he has a bag of rice. If he has a bag of rice, fucking opium man. Wait, 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 rice. Pennies to put like pennies in her drawer. Why? Because she still walk on wine. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. story. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I he always says to me like he has premonitions and he knows things. Like okay. even when people are doing stuff, like I remember where we used to live before, you know, they were gonna do something. He's like, they're not gonna do it. And I was like, why you said that? He seems so excited. Blah blah. He's like, they're not gonna do it. I know people, Marissa. He always says that to me, Marissa. I know people. So I don't know what he. Maybe he knew Mila before she came. I don't know. Maybe he saw her. But I... Damn, maybe he does read spirits. I, girl, all these things are things I'm thinking of right in this, this moment. I didn't think of it. But when I tell you that man, he it's almost like he knew. Like, he don't wear white. He don't wear white. He does wear colors. He does wear colors. He's out of fuck. black and gold. And when I tell you, he was just not phased. <laughs> and from that moment on, it was Damn. just like, he just rolled with the punches. But I had no idea. And he was like, I knew it. Did he shoot up your club? I don't think he did. I must have been on that 14th day. But that means he shot it up. Oh, wait. There's no, no, no. No, no, no. I have another I have another piece. Did he stick pins in the condom? I, like they do no, the no. NBA no, players? no. We did not use the condom. And here's why. I remember now. I had gotten on birth control. And birth control is the bane of my existence. I hate it. I hate it. I feel like it's unnatural. But it's I terrible. understand that people awful. take it. Mm-hmm. The birth, The birth control I was on had given me yeast infections. Mm. And I'd never had a yeast infection before. Yeah. And the doctor gave me a new birth control. I thought I was supposed to wait until the yeast infection cleared up to mm-hmm. start taking the birth control. But what I did was I wasn't supposed to do that. I was supposed to stay taking the birth control throughout the period of time. Right. And I did it. So I thought oh. I was doing the right thing. And I wasn't. So I wasn't protected in that way. Mm-hmm. So I that's how I got pregnant. I completely forgot about that. But that's how it happened. And he was like, maybe, is there a way you could sneak shot? To what? Like, I know when somebody shoots the club up. But it didn't feel like a shoot the club up moment. So I know that what the basketball girlfriends do is they stick pins to the condoms. <laughs> or they use a turkey baster. Or they use a turkey baster. He turkey based the jazz. No, wait. No, no that's turkey the girl has <laughs> You know, we both wanted we both wanted children. I just didn't think it would happen at all with us in that way. Right. But we love our kid, and he's amazing daddy. And you know, we have a wonderful a co-parent really relationship. Yeah, he is. He's a great dad. Um, you know, he tells Mila all the time she was wanted, and he's like, sometimes he's an even better parent than I am. So it's okay. It all yeah. happened. It all worked out. It's okay. Well. Should we move right. on or should I talk about my experience? Okay. Because I feel like I have 511 kids. I feel like we might my, need a whole episode for you. My 511 kids. I feel like we need a whole, definitely a whole my episode. My 511 kids is going to be a lot to talk about, right? But know that I love you all. 511 right? of y'all. All 511 of y'all. And I will say this I had all three of my children 
with no drugs. Can we give a round of applause for that? Slow clap. I'm the real MVP. You I'm are the, the real I'm the MVP. MVP. Yeah. Not I said the cat. Yo, not, not I. I said right. Give me the drugs. Yep. And that last one right there, I won't even get into that. But that's <laughs> the one right there. My God. God All right. Tough one. So since we, uh, so I kind of cutely tied this all together. Did you? Oh, oh my god! I did. So cute. I did. I was thinking about trimesters, and oh. I'm like, oh, let's go through the journey of trimesters. Okay. So oh. the first trimester. I see what was, you did. You see that? I you see that? I'm it. making the connections. You see the connections? All right. Okay. All right. So phase two, trimester two, yeah. slash trimester two. How did you ladies feel like when you realized that? I'm just not going to be able to wear my freakum dress, girl. Bitch, I wore my freakum dress. I didn't have that either. I wore my freakum dress all the way to the very end. You was wearing your, um, your, your little black dress, like, all Facts. Through. Zara had the ill body cons. <laughs> Them shit stretched like a motherfucker. And I was wearing that shit. Damn. And you know what? It, 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 it was a look. I got pregnant. It was a look. I definitely didn't really... I, I only bought maternity clothes when I had Jade. I never bought maternity clothes. Oh, my God. And you bothered Lawrence for the whole pregnancy? Like, I need a budget for my maternity clothes. And I never bought any. I just literally, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with with Ella, I just would fold the jeans in. I did the same thing with Darwin Ari. Yeah, you you got big towards the summer. So you wore dresses. I got big in the summer. I wore dresses. Both of my kids are uh, both, you know, they're both September and October, so... I was I was pretty good. Like I didn't have yeah. to do a lot of maternity wear at all. When you have that winter baby, when you're pregnant in the winter, ooh, in yeah, this like country, yeah. it's another story though. That's another story. I, I did like um, I got pregnant in the fall, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, because Jay was a baby. Yep. Uh, and so I was able to like rock that clothes, and then I went to Trinidad, so I was wearing summer clothes. Right. And wow, the way I told my parents, boy. Ooh. Um, That's li- another episode. <laughs> I literally told him and ran. But, um, and then I didn't get big, sing. I didn't get big till like bigger until like spring. And mm-hmm. I don't like pants, right? I'm a dress girl. Um, and then I had, so it got warm and I was wearing my dresses mm-hmm. and like leggings. Mm-hmm. I was wearing dresses and like leggings. But then I had her, she was originally due in August. But then I had her in June. June. So yeah. I never really got big enough to have to buy, like, maternity clothes. Like, my bigger dresses just fit me, okay. you know? So that was... But I didn't really have... Speaking of trimesters, like, I, I didn't have... I didn't feel... I felt tired, but I didn't really have much... I didn't have morning sickness. Hmm. So lucky you are. I was sick from week six until the day I gave birth. Dang. I had to be put on medication. You had oh, that thing. No. Yeah, to the point where like in the beginning I went to the I went to the doctor, but I didn't see my OBGYN. It was a female who was um, there cuz he wasn't available and I was telling her, you know, I'm I'm nauseous every single day. I I physically can't bring myself to eat cuz I feel terrible and her response was you have to eat. And I'm like but I understand that, but I physically can't eat anything. And she was like, well, I don't want to tell you, you just need to eat. Oh, wow. Wow. So they ended up putting me on medication, which was fine. I, But it was to the point where like, if I didn't take it, I was sick that day. Like physically mm-hmm. incapable yeah. of, like I got in trouble for being a couple minutes late to work because I was had morning sickness and like my job bunch didn't, of, care. didn't care. 
Um, but yeah, I was sick literally until the day I gave birth. And it was oh my God, the worst terrible. thing ever. Like I went to my best friend's wedding and it was like just when it started. So I was I didn't tell them yet that I was pregnant. And I'm in this tight bridesmaid dress. I'm trying to hold it together, not throw up while I'm walking down the aisle. And until I got on medication, it was awful. It how, was, how, when did you get on medication? Um, I don't remember exactly when, but I remember I was, I was definitely throwing up for a couple weeks until I told them, like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, my God. And I, I, I did my research on the medication and everything, but it was awful. Ugh. So I can attest to that. I mean, my first trimester, I'm, we're, we're kind of going back into trimester, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but my first trimester, I am completely sick. Like... I'm throwing up. I remember being at work throwing up all of the food that I ate. Yeah. Like one time I had like Chinese food or something with rice and it didn't digest. And so I'm in the bathroom throwing that up and mm. I feel like I'm choking. Yeah. Right. And then like I'm completely making a mess out of myself and I'm at work. I'll get tired. Yep. Oh, you know, gosh, I, nice. I, like it's, it was like my mouth tastes disgusting. Oh. It's mm-hmm. like the worst but then after my first trimester, I'm good. No. Yeah. I'm good, right? It's that, it's, I guess my body adjusting to this new change yeah. is, it, I comp- and I hate that part of So imagine that for... And so I empathize with crazy. you. That's crazy. You waking a strong up, bitch. That's waking so. up in the middle of the night, like having to eat like a cracker just to like sell my stomach. Boy, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it was, I wouldn't wish on anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, good yeah. for you. You survived it. Yeah. Well, look at Ava. That's why she's Ugh. like that. She sucked she the gave soul you- out of me. <laughs> <She's> like- <laughs> That's what she did. <laughs> Suck it all. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> well, for me, since I was a young mother um, with my two children, with my first two children, I didn't really wear maternity clothes, you know, because I didn't need to. My body looked all of 12. You know, yeah. and um, to your point, I wore jeans and just kind of folded the folded jeans. <laughs> but I, I remember, matter of fact, um, God, may God rest his soul as well. Old Dirty Bastard. You guys remember him? Of course. I was in King's Cross Plaza. I was pregnant with my first child. Don't tell me what you think. I'm ODB Shut your mouth or you talking to me. Oh, ODB was like literally following me around the entire mall. Like, while you were pregnant? Trying to get my number and I had to stop. And I was like, I am pregnant. I cannot talk to you. How many months pregnant were you? I was young, so I was kind of like further along and not really showing. Not showing. I okay. just like started to have body that I didn't Ooh, have. What that body yadi yadi? Yes, because prior to that, I, I was twelve. Oh my that god! That was something that I experienced. Pregnant was men. Yes. Like wasn't that crazy? And I'm like, so Dude. what's. what's What's our life plan? Because clearly, <laughs> I'm preoccupied right now. There are two of us walking around, so you trying to talk to what, what's our life plan? What are you doing? Are you gonna provide both of us? It's what's crazy. happening here? It's the craziest thing. I'm pregnant. Yeah, it's but, crazy. But I'm just gonna throw it out there. There's a whole section for that on Pornhub. Yeah, there is. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. all later. Really? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Whole it's called pregnancy section for that on porn. Oh. Mm-hmm. And dub and X and XX. Yeah. It's okay. nastiness. <laughs> it's nasty. That's all Why that is that the thing? They like the club is already shot. Oh, oh, you for the other man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Although they say it's 
They juicy. say it's like a, it's like juicy, juicy juice. Oh, it's supposed to be like extra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Extra. men yeah. really like pregnancy. Yeah. Well, I didn't get any when I was pregnant because he sorry, thought that you. the baby was in my vagina and I. In my she didn't want to hurt it. He would hate, didn't want to well, hurt the baby. Here's the thing. You didn't know where the baby was either because sure you didn't. don't know anything about the reproductive system. <laughs> All I know. So you couldn't say, I don't think it's there. You're probably like, you know what? All I used to say You're was, right. the doctor said it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor said it's fine. Help sister out. Because <laughs> if you ask me, the baby was up here. Yeah. 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 The baby was up under my breast. So it what was like you it. guys' moment with you talking about the baby being up here? Like, what was the stage you were at where you were like, like, I'm throwing my hands up in the air. This, like, is really taking over my body. I miss my body. Like, I, I can't me, do this. I can't do that. I think for me, it was around maybe the seven or eight month mark. Yeah. I got pretty big. I, I worked out throughout, like, my second and into the beginning of my third trimester. Mm-hmm. But then I had to stop because I just didn't have the energy. But she was a soccer player. Absolutely. And anytime I sat down, it was game time. And she would kick me in my ribs to the point nice. where like I would jump. Ooh. Yeah. And it would just be Ooh. in every direction. Ooh. And she got big ass feet. She does have big ass feet. So feet. at that point I was like, nah, like I I'm can't do chill. Yeah, I can't do this anymore. Enough. And I just got real uncomfortable and just, I didn't want to do anything like, and I love to work out and I, the fact that I couldn't, but she, she lit me up and I I was done. Oh my God. She would, I have video where she is kicking the shit out of me. Be like an incomplete mother. Why? No. Because like I didn't experience any of that. No. So like no she the intense kicking. No. No, cause she was she was. Remember I had her. At, I had her at seven months. Oh. And so she was small. She was on the smaller side, mm-hmm. and then she was early. Mm-hmm. So even when I was six months, you know, I don't know. Did you guys feel a lot of movement? I mean, I felt movement, yeah, yeah. but like not the violent, the kicking that would shake you. Like not I like didn't have that. Yeah. It was like okay. flutters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. And so then I had what, but it's so, and they would look at her all the time and say, oh my gosh, she's so active. She's blah, blah, blah. You know, like I would try to shine the light on my stomach. Mm-hmm. She wasn't like big enough for me to see the movement. Yeah. And then I didn't really feel that, like the kicks in your bladder. Like yeah. sometimes I had to, I'm like, okay, she's, on my bladder, I, I, I had, ooh, I had really bad round ligament pain. Yes. And I had a bad, you know, for those listening who are, have, who are wanting to become pregnant or, or are pregnant now, um, round ligament pain is a pain like literally in your pelvis. Yeah. And it's your, your ligaments literally stretching to make room for the baby. And mm-hmm. it's the most like, it's so annoying and uncomfortable pain. There is, because even when you're sitting down, um, you you feel uncomfortable. Um, so I didn't get to the point where I could feel like violent kicks or like you know that. So when you talk about that, I'm just like, oh, I wonder how that feels because I didn't necessarily I mean, yeah, feel it. I mean, I guess because you want to feel it, and but... I didn't push. So like, I mean, I don't like. I guess okay. Like I had right. an easier time in that regard, but I mean, she made up for it in other ways. That's another story for another mom cast, but. Yes. I don't really necessarily know that, like, when I hear people talk about that, I'm always, like, all into, like, wanting to hear what the experience was because I didn't really have it. 
So I would say with my eldest son, he used to pull on my umbilical cord when I was hungry. What? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something he would do. And I mean, it completely fits within his personality. 100%. But when I was hungry, or I guess when he was hungry, the little sucker would pull on my umbilical cord. How did you know that's what he was doing? Because you feel your navel Ooh. just being pulled. Like, literally, Ooh. he would pull. He's like, listen, Heffa, where's my oh, food? <laughs> like, feed what? me, Seymour. Right? Like, literally, he would pull on my umbilical cord. And that was crazy. He was very active. Ari wasn't so active as my father. First, right? Um, which kind of fits their personality. A hundred percent. But he did move around a lot where I was able to see his big head, you know. Don't do him. <laughs> he grew into it. He grew into it. <laughs> he did. His head was a little weapon. But um, Jordan, I remember the day before I was getting ready to give birth to her, the little sucker felt like she was stabbing me in my stomach. Like, literally, I felt like there was a knife. And she was like, in my stomach. But, I mean, I guess when I got kind of like, I've had enough of the pregnancy. For Jordan, I got like vertical veins. Like, I had vertical veins. I never, ever had that. That was like... Yeah. You're wilding. Like, yeah. you taking this out of control, little girl. Like, yeah. enough with you, right? Yeah. And I can see my vagina. Oh, yeah. You could see your vagina with the first tube? Never saw my... No, I, I mean, once I got to that stage. Yeah. But with Jordan, I was, like, my heaviest. I was older. Mm-hmm. I was 31. I didn't have oh, the 12-year-old, you know, body yeah. anymore. So, it was her... My pregnancy with her was very different. Even my snapback was very different. I mean... Some yeah. may argue that I'm still struggling with the snapback. This <laughs> You're an idiot. Still but, snapping. <laughs> my back end is snapping. It's not back, but it's snapping, right? But I mean, like with my first son, like I didn't even have to try. It was like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna lose it when I lose it. See, things like that make me feel like I don't understand anything about the world. Why? Because minor segue. Your body is made to have, to, to like, the younger you are, obviously mm-hmm. not five, yeah. but, like, early 20s, like, your body's peak pregnancy. Like, you have the best eggs, you have the most eggs. Mm-hmm. Your snapback game is serious. Right. Yeah. It's like, if everything is natural, you get pregnant very easy, you're fertile, mm-hmm. but your mental isn't there. Right. No. Right. right? You're still growing into your own woman. You still want to wait. But then you're ready at an older age, but then your body's like, nah, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Eggs are <laughs> I know you got the money now, but it'll be the eggs. You, right. you should have had it together before. Yeah, you should have worked back. harder yes. earlier. Your back is not so ready. I'm like, what are you supposed to do? Like, what yeah. is it? So, yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't understand anything about the world in terms of that. All right. So, now let's get into, like, making these little kids, right? Let's talk about delivery. How was that? Well, before we go into delivery. Yes. Tell How many me. of you guys had a baby moan? I did. Okay. And <laughs> it was it was great. Um, we went to St. Mm-hmm. Martin. Okay. We went to St. Martin. You wore a bikini. I wore a bikini. Okay. Um, I was a bronze goddess. Um, hello. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're right, Hello, this. bronze goddess over here. Um, funny story, though. Um, so we land uh, in St. Martin. 
and we'd rented a car to take us over to the Dutch side mm-hmm. where our hotel was. So, you know, I think I do, do not feel like this was the era of Google Maps in other countries, right? No For ways. sure. Definitely not. Yeah, it may no. have still been a MapQuest moment. Oh and I really oh highly my. doubt I was using like MapQuest <laughs> in St. Martin. And you had to print out the directions. We had to print out the directions. Let's and get it so, together, guys. And so, you know, we're following <laughs> our printed map and we've gotten a little lost. And we're trying to find the hotel. And so my husband said, all right, let's pull over. There's a bar here. Let's see if they can give us. They, people around here probably know where the hotels are, right? It's a small island. <laughs> so we walk in. So he's walking ahead of me. And he's walking directly to a man in the middle of this bar, right? The mm-hmm. guy's like, let's say he's at the, at, the, at the other side of the bar. But Lauren sees him and he's walking towards him. And I'm walking behind Lawrence. Lawrence is is looking straight at this guy, and I look up and look around <laughs> and realize that there are about 25 naked women in here. Wait. What? It was a gentleman's club? It was a brothel. <gasps> Clutching my pearls. <laughs> and what we had walked into was, you know, People the... No, it was like, let's say it was the off-peak hours of the brothel where it's... It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, come on, Olya, come on, Olya, you know? line up. And I imagine they probably saw us walking in, and they're like, "Oh my god, this this dude is coming in with a pregnant chick. Like, he this what we gotta do today? Like, you know, they probably thought that we were customers. So I look up and I look around. And I literally leap, like I leap for him. And then he, we both stand there. The guys giving us directions, and we cannot pay attention because there's naked women just standing, like leaning up, like. They're super bored, but they're butt ass naked because they're waiting for, you know, their tricks. Yeah. So, you know. That is wild. Long story short, brothel guy tells us we're how to get to, you know, our hotel. And I love St. Martin because I know you you just recently went there. Yes, I had a great time. It really is a cosmopolitan. It is. It's beautiful. They don't really have their own. Shout out to all the St. Martians. What? <laughs> wow! Big up Apologies and advance if that's not what you guys are called. Well, I'll, I'll, but what is the fact, proper terminology? I don't know. I'm gonna go. Fun fact. I feel like it's St. Martin. My really, really good friend. He calls people from St. Kitts. What do you think he calls them? St. <laughs> <Saint> Kitties. You're <laughs> <laughs> worse than he is. No, not St. Kitties. Calls them kittens. Kittens. <laughs> oh. See, I was on the right track. No, but he was, he was serious. <laughs> They're petitions. They're petitions. No, but I'm being very serious. Like, what I would mean, be St. Saint, Martians are... Saint, I mean, not St. Martians. St. Martins should be St. Martians or like... But what are people from St. Thomas? Thomasonians? St. Tomians. No yes. way. Yes, St. Tomians. That's yes. stupid. They're saying Tomians. No, they're not. They are. You're going to get hate mail from people. I don't care. That's ridiculous. St. Tomians? But think about the people from St. John's. What do you call them? St. Johnson's? St. Johnson's. (laughs) (laughs) No, these are real questions I never thought about. Well, the Martians are great. Um, I think St. Martinier. Oh. No. No, that can't be. St. Martinier? Martians, for lack of a better word. (laughs) I really am not... Shout out to the islands. I had the best. No, St. Martin's great. It's a beautiful You know, it's the type of place where you, you, when you turn the radio on, um, it's not one genre of music that's just no. playing. It's and like, the food. The food was incredible. Amazing. I just, that, that was the trip where I discovered the, the phenomenon behind traveling with your nanny. 
So you had a nanny? No, I didn't have a nanny. But on the resort, I saw so many nannies on vacation with families. And that really was the first time that I had been exposed to that, right? So you travel with your nanny. And you go off and you have a good time and your nanny stays with your kids. That's wild. Now, that's also always... Could be inconvenience if that's done properly. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it, it can hey, be convenient. Here I am with my just, baby, my, my mommy guilt. It so. just... Right. 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 You need it, right? So that's support. the thing. Like, this recent trip that we just took to Mexico, I saw that a lot too. And all I kept thinking was, I would feel so guilty me off doing my thing and the nanny being with the kids. Yeah, because like, I feel like you do a separate trip with your partner if you right. want to do that. If I right? want to do that. Like, right. if I want to have the, a husband and, or boyfriend or baby good. daddy moment, but here's let me thing. do that. But when my kids are there, it's about my kids. Yeah, the, right? what's so, the point of taking a family trip if somebody well, it's, else is Well, it's not about the family. It's, it's everything and it's in standardization, right? I think Dana was saying this earlier. I agree. Like, you... I'm a, a fan of having a couple's trip with your partner and then a family trip. But I feel like as women and as mothers, we're predisposed to taking on everything on our shoulders and not getting help, right? And so nannies, like I would, ne- like even when I was having Mila and she was home and her dad said, maybe we should get a nanny. <laughs> nanny? I have no way to get my child. Like, I just went down a whole spiral, you know, like, I can take care of my child, whatever. But I think in some cases, and I feel like the people that we're talking about, they overdo it, right? They bring their kids to be watched by a nanny so they could do their own thing. But what if you, like, you could only take this trip this year? Like, it's COVID and you don't really... Yeah, bring the grandparents. But No, but listen, but maybe maybe they don't have grandparents, right? You bring the nanny. The nanny is there for... (laughs) Mild support. They're not supposed to be watching the kids. So that's not what I saw. Right. I'm saying it's a difference. So yeah. it's important to kind of figure out how they could be useful and like that's their profession. Like if you right? want to go out to in dinner, the morning, you have yeah. a date night with your husband, right. whatever. Like you can afford and yourself those luxuries, then you do that. But you should. I mean, in in that instance, right? You go out to dinner nine times out of eight out of 10, the kids are sleeping, right? So you don't feel as awful. You just need somebody there to supervise. The, yeah. To make sure somebody's there while your kid's sleeping. What I was seeing was we're in the pool and I don't want to hold the baby anymore, so you hold the baby. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can. That's, that's what, that's, I'm, I'm, lit, I'm talking about most of the families at the resort, that's, that's what the case. Now, here's the thing, right? Jay can't swim yet. So Lawrence held her the entire time. And it, it was like sometimes he just taxing. wanted to swim. Yeah. It's taxing. But for me, it just it that mom guilt is crazy. It's one of those sacrifices. It's just a sacrifice. Guess what? She's not gonna be that age for long. Yeah. She's by the time we go back, you know, on vacation again, on a family vacation, she will be able to know how to swim, I would hope. Right. Right? So she will be able to manage the water. Well, Lawrence I'm doesn't Jade. have to hold it, right? I'm Jade. On vacation. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> shame, no shame. No snow. No, no shame. Right? But I did say after coming back from our St. Martian vacation. St. Martian. Yeah, yeah. That was like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer going to be the victim. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to swim. Good for you. <laughs> okay. And my 10-year-old daughter, I refuse for her to keep showing me out. Like... <laughs> Yeah, Ma, you're a loser. I got this. I don't need you. You know, it's interesting because I went the other day. I, I, you know, Mila's BFF. Um, we went to um, the park. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, my mom's is like, mom's anxiety. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, let me just ask her to come, whatever. And it's just, I just wanted them to spend some time mm-hmm. together. But the friend has, she's a little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, they want to play together. So I'm like running around with the older girls, pushing them on the swing. Her mom's like watching the younger baby who's like, and her kids are like really smart, really tall, really active. So the little baby's like running everywhere and she's like, you know, she has that baby and I'm like with the two girls, right? They had a great time and then we were leaving and she hugged me and she said, oh my gosh, I would never have been able to do this, you know, if you weren't here. It didn't dawn on me until that very moment oh my God, it must be completely insane to keep your eye on On two two. kids that are active and like, and her kids are like super like agile and have amazing motor skills. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I never (laughs) once thought that. With me with my 511 kids, I can relate. My sons are 11. Wouldn't you have liked a nanny back then to help you through those times? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. My kids are 11 months apart. Oh wow. Yes. So for one month, they're the same age, and then the older one gets older. So imagine having one strapped on you, having one in a stroller. At that time, clearly I'm young, so I didn't have a car. I didn't have any of those things. So I'm taking kids down subway stairs, and and it's just craziness, right? So, And I have boys, so literally by the time they get up, it's like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They'll stop to eat. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Eat again, yeah. maybe go to sleep, and that's it. You know? So, yeah. I absolutely get that. Yeah. I just think that people abuse it. I agree. I, 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 it I agree bothers too. me when people abuse it, and then you, what ends up happening is that we produce a ton of kids with with lots of mommy and daddy issues, mm-hmm. and that are in lifelong therapy, because they don't have the connections with their parents that they have with their nannies. So the the crazy thing that you said about connections, like my daughter loves to cuddle with me. Like yeah. every night she'll be like, Mine too. gonna cuddle with you. I gotta today. stop it, but I don't want to. But so I just saw something on like Instagram and I don't have my phone, so I can't really refer to about it. Why about cuddling the benefits of cuddling, cuddling with your child. And I sent it to my husband and I sent it to Jordan. But you know, there are some real benefits to like, you know, Having that human connection yeah, yeah, yeah. with your kids. So, so basically, we think nannies can be helpful at on trips. They should not be the bane of your support on trips. No. I don't want to see that either. So, okay, so we found it. So cuddling Did with we? your kids. Yes. <laughs> cuddling with your kids increases physical affection and helps them to reduce their fears. Again, if you do that. Maybe less money can be given to therapy. We could talk about some other stuff, right? Because there's always stuff. Yes. Cuddling with your kids can change their brains and allow them to be more receptive towards affection as they grow. Cuddling with your kids triggers the release of oxycaine. Am I pronouncing that right? Don't know. You got it, lawyer. What is it? I can't even see it. Where is it? I'm right here. Wait, wait, where am I? Right there. Ox- it's not oxygen. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Also called the love hormone, mm-hmm. which will strengthen your parent-child bond. And I really think that that's what we're talking about in yeah. terms of like mm-hmm. making that connection and making sure that you have that bond. Cuddling with your kids is an opportunity for you to show them affection and how much you love them. Cuddling with your kids builds resilience 
and helps them to regulate big emotions that they're not able to yet. So right. parents, cuddle make sure your you're babies. cuddling with Absolutely. your babies. My baby likes to cuddle. Yes. So, all right. So I think we've covered a lot, right? Yeah. In yeah. terms of like birthing, baby moons, who didn't have a baby moon but wanted to have a baby moon? Me. You wanted to have a baby moon, didn't have a baby Hell moon? Hell yeah. You know I like to be in the sand. You do. But we were saving for a house and it didn't make sense at the time. So we said, oh, we'll do it later on, and then that didn't happen. So basically, then, he owes you a vacation. Yeah. Big vacation. Mm-hmm. We missed our five-year anniversary because of COVID. Aw. So. I miss Carnival because of COVID. Six-year anniversary is going to be lit. That's right. Quick question. Did y'all get push gifts? Push I gift. did not get a push gift. I, I did. I'm sure you. Your husband said your push gift was stay home for a year. I remember. What? He that did. That's a blasted gift. I know. I'm just saying what your that husband said. That is not said. a gift. My husband wanted me to finish school, so he wanted me to stay home. <laughs> so please. I got a push gift. <laughs> I didn't get a push well, gift. Was it? I don't know if it was a push gift or... See, because... But I did get a baby moon. But not a baby moon with me, just me and my husband. With all the babies. It was... The 50-11 <laughs> kids. 50, not 11. Jordan's 11. The 50, 50 kids. The 50 kids. Not the 50 11, but the 50 kids. They had a blast. It was a cruise. I don't know if my it was my push gift or my Mother's Day gift. I got a Chloe bag. Oh. Ew. 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 You know, some light. <laughs> light work. <laughs> light work. Shout out to my husband. I think, Shout out. I, I think I'm going to reintroduce this topic. Because we'll talk about birthing stories next week. but like, Or we'll start talking about them next week. But I feel like I deserve a push gift. I Even do. now, you my definitely right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Your, definitely. your situation. I'm gonna play this for him. Was yeah. crazy. Yeah. I've never sure. heard of half of the things that you went through, and yes. I mean, when we talk about you two, no. I well, never. I always be like, oh well, she had her kids young, so nah. she was probably super healthy. I was taken aback by your story. Yeah, really. I was yeah. taken aback by your story. I was like, <gasps> yeah. I, I teared was up. Like, this is yeah. real. You did. I was like, yeah, it was a lot. I told. I called my mother like, mommy. Did you know what Marissa went through and she had that baby? No, that was crazy. It was, it was madness. So you should always say, I need a surrogate next time. Yeah, I don't even, I don't, I don't think that you should have another baby. I don't think you should. Physically, Marissa, please. Marissa. Don't play with me. I think I'm happy. I mean, obviously, I'm probably not going to have anymore, but I'm not. I think that was a one situation type of thing. All right, so I just want to leave some food with thoughts. You want to leave food with thoughts? You have food? You have food? Food with thoughts. What kind of food? Like facts. Food for thoughts or food with thoughts? Food with thoughts. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I can eat. I can eat. I can eat. Food for my belly. Are we going to eat the thoughts? Food for thoughts. I have a thought for food. Thought for food. So, when we talk about birthing and mortality, I mean, and I think probably your segment could probably go about go a little deeper with this but you know according to Harvard Business Review in mm, tell him, sis. June 2019 um there are massive disparities when it comes to like birthing and um mortality and black women are 3 to 4 times more likely to die from childbirth yep. than white women, regardless of their education, their income, or any socioeconomic factors. This is the primary reason the United States lags so far behind other affluent countries. 
According to the World Health Organization's black mothers in the U.S. die at the same rate as pregnant women in Mexico and um, I don't know how to say this country's name. Uzbekistan. 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 That's pretty embarrassing. So that is very embarrassing. But what's crazy is that they had a woman, God, I was reading it on Now News on Instagram, and she was talking about um, how the healthcare system and the disparity between race and the health issues are structural and systematic Mm -hmm. and it is going to present a real problem for us if it doesn't get addressed 100 but look at any story just alone like to talk to her about why are you screaming why are you cursing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm not here for fun yeah so i was pregnant um before i had my first son i had a miscarriage um, at five months, so I had to actually push wow. the baby out, wow. the dead baby out. And when I had a miscarriage, like the doctor Jesus was Christ. like, um, "There's no heartbeat. The baby's dead." Wow! Just like that. Didn't even look at me in the face. It wasn't like even like uh, the baby is dead. There's no heartbeat. And so wow. I had to come back, get induced to push the baby out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a I I you know I read an article <sighs> about midwives. Um, and they, I wish I had thought to print it out, but essentially, we'll add it in the link with the podcast for, for those of you interested. But essentially, the article was basically talking about that women were, black women, were hiring more midwives yes. as yes. Mm-hmm. a sense of mm-hmm. security yes. than yes. Yep. ease of motherhood. Yeah, They're like a liaison between the right. doctor and the, um, the mom. Because it's, it's, there's this uh, maternal abuse, you know, uh, yep. forgive me if I'm mischaracterizing it, but essentially there there was a movement a couple of years ago into kind of restructuring doctors and re- reframing how they deal with women, especially black women. They don't listen to cues. Yeah. They don't listen to what you want. Mm-hmm. Like there were cases of women saying they don't want you to put your hands inside of them and they do it anyway right. or like... They kind of like, you know, force you to get epidural, tell you the baby's going to not make it. They also force um, us into C-sections. 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 And so There's like... more money for that. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. women were, you know, the study was basically saying that, listen, like women are, black women are hiring midwives because, white midwives at that, because they're, nobody's protecting them. Your yeah. husband don't know. Right. He just thinks the doctor's going to do what's best for his wife or his partner and child. So it's it's very interesting to hear, you know, my grandmother used to say pregnancy is one foot in the, in the grave, grave, one foot out the grave. Yes, right. But that didn't even consider doctors not listening. That was just the physical thing your body is going through. Right. But no one even thought about that plus other women. And I think that's a, it's a different thing to see here in America, right? Because yeah. when you come from a country where everybody kind of looks like you, either the doctors all go suck or they're going to all be great. They're not yeah. really necessary. There are class things and ethnic things there as well. But here, it's very different because there's so many different races of people. Right. So it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, you should do your research. I mean, if Absolutely. I did it again, I'm definitely getting a midwife. I Well, I'm neutered. But if I was to... <laughs> what are you, a freaking... I mean, I got 50, 11 kids. I'm <laughs> neutered, right? But if I did have a baby again... Because you can get unneutered. I mean, I can't get unneutered. You right? can get it untied. I can't get it untied because I didn't do the tying thing. I you did burnt? like a clamp. Oh. I would never burn. 
I, I clamped my fallopian tubes, so I can't get pregnant. Look at you knowing your body. Look at me. Look at God. I didn't right? even know clamping was a thing. I clamping didn't know that either. either. I'm going to clamp. I clamped. And um, so I can't get pregnant naturally, but if I wanted to get pregnant, like through in vitro, I can. But I was like, if I was ever to have a baby again, I I would explore having like a water birth, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and doing it in my home as opposed to like. I'm going not to having any more kids in Trump's America, and although Biden is president. In America, you know what period. I mean? I'm not having you know? any more kids in yeah. America. Yeah. I, I Mila out. and Ava need friends, unless we make them think they're sisters. You could do that. That's fine. <laughs> that works. That works. That works. I'm not doing it. That's what my husband tells Jordan all the times. Although she has like 50, 11 siblings, um, he's like, you got a million cousins. Make them yeah, your yeah, playmates. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, she does have a million cousins. So after hearing all of these wonderful stories about birthing and the birthing experience and the pregnancy experience, um, Dawn... Who, me? <laughs> yes, and Dana. Right? <laughs> you know, um, what were some of the, you know, I don't know, like self-care tips um, while, you know, self-care while pregnant, you know? Um, is that a thing? It is. While Absolutely. Pregnant. We had to keep it tight and right. Yeah, it as is. As much as we can. First and foremost, especially for us black moms, braid up that hair. Mm-hmm. Braid up that hair. It serves you no purpose. Get your hair did. To have to get up in the morning and do your hair. Oh, My, so you want to keep hair, right? What's that? <laughs> you want to keep. You want to keep some of that hair because here's the thing: for a lot of us, the edges went. Bye. Bye. Right. So. Your best bet is to braid up that hair. I was lucky enough to have my hair already braided mm. when. Um, Ella came that early, right? Um, braid up that hair. Make sure you moisturize your scalp. Take care of your hair. Moisturize your skin. Moisturize your skin. Hook up those, you know, hook up your skin with bio. I swear by this product, bio oil, I do not have. Well, I shouldn't say that. I do have a couple stretch marks, but they're only in the areas where I did not apply the bio oil. And okay. they are not sponsoring us. Bio oil, but look at one. So we find next episode. Um, we just but I, that is a product that I live by. Um, I use it for both pregnancies. I would apply it to my stomach multiple times a day, and I have no stretch marks on my stomach. So definitely, you wanna you wanna definitely moisturize your skin. It could be bio oil. I know Tanisha, you mentioned that you did a combination of cocoa butter and vitamin E oil. That's yes. also another good option for keeping your skin moisturized and tight. Um, another a thing that I've been doing post-pregnancy, but, you know, research says that it, uh, during pregnancy, it actually has a lot of benefits, is skin brushing. Hmm. Um, That's a thing? That is a thing. I've never and heard. And I'm very ashamed to say where I learned about skin brushing <laughs> was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. When Cynthia 
was brushing her skin in the tub. And I thought to myself, well, she's aging damn well. Let me check this thing out. And I did a lot what of research. What, what if you it? think about, I mean, yeah. you're, you're probably right. It's and we amazing. probably didn't make the connection. But think about those commercials where you have like that super long yep. brush. It's and a long like brush. people are like scrubbing their backs. Yep. That's, I guess that's skin. Is it brush. just like brushing your skin? So you there, there's a way to do it, right? So if you, if you look it up. Um, there's a lot of research that'll show you the directions you're supposed to brush your skin in. So, you know, your arms, you're supposed to brush up, your legs are supposed to brush up, you're, wow. you're supposed to brush in a, in a, in a clockwise motion on your stomach. It helps with a lot of different things. And if, especially during pregnancy, it like gives you like an extra boost of energy. It provides stimulation of the lymphatic system. It enhances your blood circulation. It wards off stretch marks. That's another really great remedy um, for not, you know, getting stretch marks. And it detoxes your skin. Mm. Um, it's a. Gr- it also exfoliates really, really well. So what I tend to do, I, I actually have been slacking on it recently. Um, but what I tend to do is I brush my skin for like a cool five minutes before I take a shower. And then you take a shower and you it, your skin feels so amazing after. Mm. It's And so... Skin brushing your body and also skin brushing your face. That's one thing I haven't tried yet. Mm. Skin brushing your face? Skin brushing your face. They actually sell the smaller version for your face. Wow. Wow. I have to look that up. Yeah. So those are just a couple things that you want to try when uh, you're pregnant. I will also say it's important for you to... Now, I might get a little slack up for this, right? But I do remember... Mm-hmm. you know, when I was giving birth to Jade and they came in and said, hey, we have a student nurse. Actually, I want to say it was a couple student nurses that they want to know if they can observe while I'm having the baby. And I, I have, you know, I don't give a shit about anything like that. Come on right. in. Come on, everybody. Join Except for what I did not prepare for was, shit, I can't tell when last I had a wax. So these poor children, these poor babes are going to come in and see something that I don't think anybody should have to see. (laughs) Right? Um, Spread eagles. Boring. The Amazon forest. If you know what I mean. So I think my advice, before you can't see it no more, try to get waxed. Because at some point, you're not going to be able to see down there anymore, right? No, so no, get, get, get a little waxing done. See, I was I waxed throughout my pregnancy. Because you're a freaking wow. major. But, <laughs> but I had to stop because, I don't know, I, I guess I was afraid, like, the, the, the slight pain would affect the baby in some way. And yeah. I didn't want to create any discomfort or any, like, trauma. So I think around, like, again, the seven, eight month mark, I, uh, I stopped. But... Again, I felt like you. I was like, damn, like, it's been, like, two, three months. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I apologize, actually. As I was pushing Jane out, I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they were like, everything's fine. You're doing great. I'm like, can you're can I share a little secret? Go, oh, boy. Pedicure. I've never been waxed. <gasps> You've never waxed? Never. So you shave? I do. But not all the time. But I don't shave, like... <laughs> Everything. Right? You shave your bikini area? That's it. 
You no, should try girl, water. I got, a, I got a Brazilian today and I feel amazing. Yeah, nice. I go monthly. Nah, you're going to be in pain. Go to my girl Elizabeth. Go to my girl Elizabeth. Elizabeth's great. great. She's great. She's okay, great. so I can't let you get wax shamed by yourself. I'm awful with shaving and waxing. Terrible. I mean, I am too, Terrible. but I've been waxed. No. But I've never yeah, I had the experience. Every four weeks, girl. You'll yeah. never stop. Every yeah. four weeks. I'm so scared. Like, I'm Take very... Up. Take up. Like, literally... I was scared well, too. When vlog. I, get, I, was, I was scared too. It is painful. It, it is never get used to waxing. Yeah. Even if it's your eyebrows. But you what, happens, hurts. what happens is your, your hair gets thinner. So it becomes yeah. easier and it grows back slower. If you go regularly, yeah. So I go every four weeks or every five weeks if I'm something's going on. Right. And my hair follicles aren't as thick as when I first started because I have very coarse hair. You can see that my hair. Right. So the hair, your hair follicles aren't as thick and it just comes off so much easier. So you don't even have a landing strip? Nothing. Way boy. Nothing. Ba ba. I would legal as an eagle. Bald eagle. Papaya. Die when your brother there. <laughs> Tell me anything. <laughs> Shout out to you. For real. But to follow up on your self-care, another oil that was great that I used mm-hmm. is called Mama Mio, the tummy rub oil. Mm. Um, I got it on Amazon. Not expensive. Um, but it was great. I didn't get a single stretch mark. Yeah. Um, it felt great on my skin. It was great, you know, whether I was whether I was in the warm temperature or whether it was cold. It, it was great on my skin. Um, and also, I try to tell my friends this, my newly pregnant friends, to try to do some kind of physical activity. Okay. I know some people, I know, <laughs> nobody wants to work out, but there's so many benefits, especially when it comes to pushing that little nugget out. Especially the number one workout I would suggest would be squats because it strengthens your pelvis and all those muscles that you use to push the baby out. Um, and also, you know, people dream about that snapback. If you don't snap back, it's totally fine. I'm two years out and I'm still snapping back. Girl, bye. Um, listen. <laughs> look at how you I'm, look. I'm 10 years in, guys. <laughs> right? Snapping. Right? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, just to just to keep moving, keep your blood moving. And it's also great for the baby. The baby gets the benefits. My daughter, I feel like all the squats I did, she is a born athlete already. She and, really is. You know, it's just to make you feel good, get your blood flowing, get the endorphins flowing. Make, it, makes, it makes you hydrate more, mm-hmm. drink a lot of water. Um... But yeah, take care of yourself. You know, a lot of women, you know, get pregnant and they forget that they are themselves a human because they're yeah, having another sure. human. That's a whole nother segment. A whole nother se- segment. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself because if yeah. you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your Absolutely. kids. So that's my self care mm-hmm. tip for today. Preach to that. And with that, we are on Instagram. At, at Tired Moms Talk. Where else are we? We're on Twitter at Tired Moms Talk as well. T-I-R-E-D-M-O-M-Z-T-A-L-K. Um, follow us at Twitter and Instagram. Catch and us there. And we're tired. You're tired. so We're all tired. It is almost 1 o'clock in the morning here where we at. So Tired Mamas, tired get moms your out. rest. We out. Signing out. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>